1: Hello,
2: friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. It has been some time since we've needed to do one of these because the Mavericks have won several games in a row. Coming to me uh, about 8.30 on Friday, um, March 18th. I knew it was going to be a long day whenever I woke up uh, pretty sick. and It's just kind of been downhill ever since. But for those of you uh uh who, who may have missed the game, um the Mavericks just kinda got ground to a pulp by the Sixers. Um the first quarter kind of was a little bit foreboding in the sense that that the Mavericks outside of Jalen Brunson had a hard time scoring until the, the final few minutes of the of the quarter where they hit a couple of threes after uh Philly had just kind of really beat the crap out of them. Um, things didn't get much better. Sixers just sort of slowly wore the Mavericks down. The lead at one point was 20 in the fourth, as uh, you know, as evidenced. Um, you can't really tell that by looking at the box score, but just things slowly got out of hand for the Mavericks. Um, and they really weren't able to recover. I know there's probably going to be some people that have uh, some some reasons for that beyond just they were due. But, you know, it was, it was a tough game for about half the roster. I thought Dorian probably played one of his more challenged games despite a good looking box score. Like he had three turnovers, for example. Um, Luca was, you know, everybody who's in here knows like Luca was five of 20 from the floor. The Sixers did a great job defending him and made him take a lot of kind of unsure shots is how I would describe it, where, uh, Harden played him pretty well with Embiid on the back line. And then so did Theibel and they just sort of forced him into a number of, of difficult like mid range attempts. And we've seen Luca be absolutely money from that area on these floaters. And tonight he just wasn't. Um, and then that resulted in, uh, you know, him taking some step back threes, which were also bad, but then he also missed four free throws. Like there was just a lot of struggle bus for Luca tonight. Um, you know, and when Luca plays bad against a team that's this good, it's going to be hard for the rest of the team to, to pick him up. I mean, I'm sure there were some bright spots and I would like, uh, to hear what you guys have to say about those. So I'm going to start bringing folks up on stage. Um, and just remember to see whether you've been muted or not when you get brought up on stage. Listen for your name in the chat. Hit the back button to get your uh, to to be able to accept the request and hit the the up on stage button. And then, and this is very important, if if uh, the green ring is not lighting up around your name, I'm gonna have to remove you from stage because people can't hear you. I mean, I can hear you barely as the host, but the people in the crowd can't actually hear you. And so the main way you do that is make sure you're near your speaker. If you have your AirPods plugged in or whatnot, be sure to have those turned on. It's the same thing as, as always. Like if you're plugged in through a headset, seems like sometimes those don't always pick up. So just just do your best. All right, uh, coming up first, we're going to go with my guy, Brett. Uh, not much. Uh,
3: I, was, I was pretty frustrated throughout the game. Uh, like the ultimate result, like it feels worse than a 10-point loss. Um, like in terms of... Like there were times at which, like, the Mavs would kind of help us on defense, um, like yes. I, and on offense, but like both, um, like the offense really struggled against the zone. I don't, I haven't seen teams play zone that much against the Mavs this year, so I, I'm gonna kind of chalk that up to just like probably haven't practiced much against it, haven't played much against it, um, but but that is something that I mean I would hope hope that. You know the coaching staff would address at some point in the next, you know, couple of weeks, um, because the issue is that you know, like when they're putting like Powell in the middle of the zone, that's just like, it's that just like kills a set. Like, <laughs> it's, like, like, he's, it's, it's he's asking. not a
2: good
3: shooter. Yeah, I mean, he's not a good shooter or passer. Like he's a perfectly good player, but like in that specific situation, he pro- provides no value. Like Maxi, same thing. Like right now, he can't shoot that shot. So like there's nothing he's going to give you there. Um I had hoped they would put Luka in the middle of the floor. They they probably would do that in the playoffs, but like they're not going to do that in that game. Um but still yeah, but like but that was pretty frustrating. Um yeah, and then on defense like uh, like you know some of the, some of the threes they hit like were just, you know, you got to kind of tip your cap. Yeah. Like, like they were like they were obviously shot like 45% or whatever from from downtown. Um, and you're going to lose games when your opponent does that um but there were there were a few times where i felt like i don't know i i'm in general like i mean obviously like you know the 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 nets games are kind of a different case cuz the players around durant are like pretty bad um that so like the hard double stuff kind of works i really don't like when they did that against harden with the like, good shooters out on out there on the floor
2: yeah
3: like i think I- I mean, if Harden's going to beat you hitting step backs, he's going to like he's going to hit that shot regardless of how many people are there, and he's a good enough passer. He's going to like pick you
2: apart. Harden is an like, Harden is a like his he's such a he's such an ass clown that it it really distracts from and I mean both like on and off the court when he doesn't show up but he is such a skilled player his exactly. ability to to have pinpoint passing he had one driving left-handed over the back of his neck pass to a cutter for a dunk i mean the, it, it, he's not a luka level passer but he's probably like he's in that he's in that second tier of guys like yeah I mean, he
3: like, was the, the guys behind like you know like jokic luka lebron kind of the second level.
2: Sure. No. And Matthew points out in the chat. Well, yeah, he's left-handed. Like I get it, but it's just like the on the move notion of any of that sort like, they're just very, they're 10 guys in the league willing to make that pass is I think what I'm, I'm trying to get at. And so it's, you know, you're really at like, it's partially why he's such a frustrating guy for, for people on a national level is because he's so skilled when he disappears. It's like, how is this guy this good and this much of a chicken shit when it matters? Yeah. And he was he was just really good tonight. He was really good.
3: Yeah, and especially on defense. I mean, like, he defended – that's, like, one of his better defensive games I've seen from him mm-hmm. um, like in his career. Strong. He's yeah. Like, but well, the, he, the, he, in terms of, like, players that can guard Luka, he's the kind of guy who can guard – like, when he's – you know, if he when he wants to, he has, like, the lower body
2: strength yes. and the
3: size and the physicality when he feels like it. In the same way that Luka can when he feels like it, defend yeah.
2: guys. Yeah, and if Luca like, had hit – in the first quarter, if Luca hits a couple of these kind of mid-rangey, like the floatery shots yeah, you know, he was killing the Nets with, it would have been a different. Yeah,
3: yeah I mean, like, I mean, like, like if, if you say, you know, he makes even, you know, two or three more shots in the game, he's like five of twenty, you know, even if he shoots like 45 percent, you know, then you know, it's a it, yeah, it's a completely different game there. Yeah, and the there season, was, like like Dinwiddie was also like two of eight or whatever.
2: Like, there was one at the end, it was in the fourth quarter coming from the left side, and, like, Bobby in the chat is telling us to stop because he's getting doubled. Like, Bobby, he gets doubled all the damn time. Like, sometimes, he, you know, it, it was good defense because Embiid is enormous. Um, um, he
3: wasn't doubled any more than he was in a normal yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. But, but there I there like, two it, plays, there were two plays that were, like, pretty bad. Like, when they ran a pick and roll right into the sideline and he got hard doubled, and once he really, he, he should have mm-hmm. called a foul. They're yes. Just, he just threw it away. Um, but those were,
2: like, really bad plays. Other than that, they didn't double him hard. I mean, like... No, it's it's the same stuff they were doing. It's the same stuff the Mavs were doing to KD, where yeah, there was one right. in the fourth quarter where he took, like, a 12-foot runner kind of off the left side, where it looked like he might have wanted to throw it to Chris for a dunk, but Embiid had had broken up a couple of those passes where yeah. it's just a sort of lingering thing, and at that point in the game, you know, and the, the, he ended up taking the shot which hit the back of the rim, and, like, I never see Luca hit back of rim like he his shots are sometimes short but they're never off directionally if that makes any sense yeah so
3: everybody in the chat who, th- who says that that i think luca like i love luca like luca is the reason oh, I yeah. and, and but like i mean and he wasn't like bad in a in a way that was like he looked bad or like no the shots know, he, didn't fall. or disengaged he just like he had, a, yeah. he had an off night shooting which you know which will happen sometimes yeah, um, yeah, he's not of, had
2: an off night shooting for a while as a far long, as I can remember. It,
3: yeah, since like February probably.
2: Yeah. Like,
3: um, yeah, and then other than that, Maxi hit two threes. That was good. To hey! Like, I was, <laughs> I was like pleasantly surprised. Um, some of the rotation stuff I didn't get. Uh, like the whole point, you know, having three point guards is so two of them are on the floor all the time, except for like there are stretches in which they don't do that. Mhm like like and i i get i i've noticed in the last week that they have started to give guys who normally like like uh brown and um and frank both both get getting some run that they basically haven't like earned or that isn't for like injury or foul reasons they're just like expanding the rotation so no so guys aren't playing over 35 minutes
1: mm-hmm. um
3: which, like, clearly that's, like, a, that they're, like, that, so, so like, every time I want to be, like, I'm mad at the rotations, like, th- it's clearly not because they think these players deserve to play. They're just trying to get people... Eat like, up
2: minutes. Like, yeah. there was a lineup in the first quarter that had, or maybe it was, no, it was first quarter that had Luca Maxie, Frank, um, Josh Green, Josh. who, and someone else who can't, oh, and Marquise Chris. Yeah. And... It's like, are we are like, are we just Luca Dark Souls tonight? Like, why why is he? And granted, like, I like how Green's playing now, so this is yeah. not a criticism of Green, but it's just there was not a plus thirty five percent shooter on the floor, not named Luca, at least over the last you know two months. So. Yeah, and yeah,
3: and, and I mean, I mean, I think that yeah, I mean, I think like you're, we're gonna get more of those lineups like for the rest of the regular season um, and kind of have to live with that. The one the one thing I couldn't fully understand though, because because. When it was, like, 20 points with, like, you know, 10 minutes left in the game, I was ready to be frustrated that kid brought the starters back in. And then, and then like, they did, and then they cut the lead to 10, and then he, like, pulled them, which, again, they would probably lose the game anyway. I'm not really that mad about it. But, like, yeah. I just don't really understand, like, they were playing fast. Like, obviously, still pretty low chances of pulling out a comeback there. But I just couldn't really understand like bringing Luka in from like minutes seven through three, and then like being like, okay, white
2: flag with like three minutes left. Sure. Well, I don't know. He—they've done so well. Like, they've—they've they've gotten themselves into so many holes. They're bound to not pull themselves oh, yeah. out of one tonight. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like ultimately, it's like,
3: like, like out of these last three games, like going two and one is like very, very good on the road. Um. So like, so, like you know you can't be really disappointed with it
2: um yeah yeah yeah
4: well we're back at it in
2: 22 21 hours <laughs> <laughs> they go they go down the, the eastern seaboard there and they play get to play Charlotte who they, um, they should score
3: 150 points in that
2: game well, Bobby Corrala posted some stats. It's like the the three previous times this year where Lucas shot this bad, the next two games he scored 40 points. So <laughs> maybe we'll we'll have something fun go on there.
3: And it's it, it against Jordan's team, and we saw you know Jordan with
2: with Lucas. I like that. Games, so. I like that. Well, thanks, Brett. Thanks for hanging out and uh, getting us started because we probably don't have much to talk about tonight. And this is yeah. this has helped getting us go.
3: It, it's a pretty routine loss. Like yeah. not, just, not much particularly of interest.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I, where I'm frustrated. I'm sure we'll maybe talk about this with the next few folks. Where I'm frustrated is that they they keep like the rest of the West keeps winning, <laughs> and yeah. I need them to stop. Like the, the
3: Grizzlies are losing tonight, but other than that, like the Nuggets, the you know the Wolves, the Jazz, the yeah. Grizzlies, Warriors, Suns basically win like eight out of every ten games. Yeah, it's in terrible. The last two months. Uh,
2: yeah. All right. Well, thanks, buddy. Talk soon. All right. Um,
5: coming up next. Hey, Matt. What's going on, dude? So, uh, not I actually didn't think Luca got hard doubled very much tonight. Like, not nearly as much as he normally but does. But there was a body there. There was like, yeah, Embiid is so fucking big, and I don't
2: think we put enough emphasis on that because there's very few guys in the league anymore that are that big.
5: Oh yeah, no, there's definitely that. What I was gonna say is, I think as a team, the the Sixers were all just a step closer to the paint. Like, I didn't think they respected uh. the match shooting as a team. Well, like, as a group, they were just in a step, and we're basically like, hey, as a team, if y'all beat us, you beat us. Yeah. And like you mentioned with Embiid, he's so big that he can, like, semi-drop where he's dropped. And Luca wasn't super aggressive tonight as far as, like, just coming in and looking to, to knock down 18-footers well, or whatever. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> This is
2: one thing. It's so funny because you know he said on the podcast and uh, on on that the the old man of the three podcast, which you covered for us at mattsmoneyball.com, where he's like, I'm not, I'm done bitching at the refs. And like, this was a good example of a game where I would have had no problem with him bitching because the sheer physicality that he got, like, and granted, he got the line. what was it? Eight times? He got the line plenty. I just feel like like the the contact, or no, he got the line nine times. The 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 contact for him. What what am I reading? Oh, I'm looking at the Brooklyn Nets game. My bad. Um, he Yeah, he did get to the line nine times. And it's like, I, I feel like the level of contact that he was dealing with tonight was a very different level. It it, it just uh, doesn't get called the same. Like, that's where, you know, I don't want to be refs guys tonight. Like, Harden initiates contact in really fascinating ways. Yeah. Um, he just gets guys on shoulders and things like that, where Luca simply cannot get that call. I don't know if he'll ever get that call because he's three inches taller than Harden. But it's like that sort of stuff started to piss me off. But it's like that's gonna happen. Like like they're gonna have to figure out ways through and around that, you know?
5: Yeah, actually, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised with the officiating in that I didn't think they affected the game at all. Like I thought that the, I mean, like I there that, were plenty of calls that, that, that five I could step and
2: be like running yeah. that was really awful. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that and the Jalen Brunson Golden by DeAndre yeah, that Jordan was, that, that, that was, effectively that was,
2: ended the game.
5: But anyway, I mean, like my point is, is that a lot of times when I complain, I feel that refs affect outcomes of games and or make them closer or whatnot. Tonight, the Sixers clearly deserved to win. Like, sure, there were calls we could have complained about, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad basically. Yeah. But on that front. You know, I, I understand complaining about Dwight Powell, but he has become what Dorian Finney-Smith was to you last year, in my opinion, in that he is a guy who has absolutely maxed out his physical abilities, and we just ask him to do way too much. We ask that guy who weighs – I don't know what Dwight weighs, but it's not that much. 240 to somehow. I, I don't believe that. I need to not see him, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, but he, he weighs that, and – and we ask him to go guard Joel – not only just guard Joel Embiid in the post, but then also to guard both Joel Embiid and James Harden because of the way our pick-and-roll coverage is when they're running pick-and-rolls. And, I mean, did it work? No. And and I guess I'm grading on a curve here, And but that guy tries so freaking hard. And yeah. so it's just – it's hard for me to come in and gripe and say – because we just set him up for failure in that situation. So it's kind of hard for me to – his job is basically to get beat but not get beat that bad and to allow, you know, Luca and, and the other point guards to win, to make up. And just tonight it just so happened that they didn't have too much. And the last thing I've got is that we, we're kind of falling in love with that. It's a really weird spot on the floor where we're making people make plays from from the free throw line. And we've done it the last few games where we've had the screener make plays from the free throw line. Yeah. And we've tried it again a good bit with Embiid. And Embiid is just a completely different caliber of offensive player. than. Offensive
2: See, and, and you're 100% right. But this is also where I am like, you know, not to, not to kick this game in the pan. It's just like, I don't know how the Mavericks are going to have to be a very different team next year. This really strikes me of, of what Kidd was able to do his first year in Brooklyn, where he's able to squeeze blood from an absolute stone. And then the league basically figured out what they were doing within a year and they were bad. And I'm not saying the Mavericks will be bad next year, but I do think that the sort of defensive stuff that they do now, they need different personnel because it's it's they're getting away with murder some nights. And over a seven game series, it, it's I'm gonna be very interested to see if they can do it because you know, in the playoffs you're playing good teams. And so that sort of like blitz and recover stuff in the middle of the floor is extremely
5: well yeah, it's that I think he's playing to the limits of the players he has, obviously. And so I, I think that's that's the point yes. you're making. And you're you're certainly right because like I said, the problem is it's a weird spot. Like people don't play make from there. It's like basically the dirk area, no, like yeah. the, the free throw line, free throw line <laughs> extended. And people people don't go there now. But over a long enough period of time, I, I don't think you can give people ten feet of space in the, in the absolute middle of the mm-hmm. floor and They're gonna that move. be an effective defensive strategy. Like, at some point, they'll just start taking free-throw yeah, line you'll jumpers. you'll put someone there
2: who who can hit the free-throw line jumper confidently. Like, it's basically betting that the mid-range game is gone for most players. And, I, you know, I, I've not looked at Embiid's numbers lately, but last year, Joel Embiid was god mode from mid-range. And so it's just it's, – it's basically allowing to.
5: Yeah, he started off a little slow, but he's been really, really good lately from, from mid-range. Like, that guy, I, it frustrates me how he plays because of the flopping and the traveling and whatnot, but that guy is so yeah. good. Like, he to be that big and that coordinated and be able to shoot like he does, he is just so good. And, I mean, that's really all I've got is I'm not that upset about this game. I mean, it's, they're a good team. They won a game. Hopefully, some of the other West teams lose at some point. And that's pretty much it. Yep, yep, yep. Thanks, Matt. Talk soon.
2: All right. Let's go with Jiggy, who's been waiting for a bit. What's up? Pull yourself out of the chat. Tell us what you got, if you're able to talk. You're muted yourself there. Now unmute. Oh, okay, pulled himself out. Um, Christian, what's up, buddy?
6: Hey, how you doing? I'm okay.
2: Christian, you there? Can
6: you hear me?
2: Uh, a little bit. You got you got service?
6: I should. I'm in my house. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, so I didn't get to catch the first half of the game. Um uh, watch the second half. Uh you know, I I'm not going to speak on it too much. I just think I've handled it better than I thought I would just because it feels like we've won, like, every game recently. Yes. I think uh, you know, we have an opportunity tomorrow to win. If we lose back-to-back games, um, you know, that'll that'll probably be a different thing, especially against Charlotte's defense. But I think – I don't know. It's weird. I I have a confidence in Nico um, to get stuff done. Whether it's the off season, I, I think it'll probably be that we're gonna make. A positive move, you know, yeah, to hey Christian, your life. your
2: connection's real rough right now. We can't hear you. I'm sorry. It's dropping me no down to so, one bar. I can so, see that. I'll, I'll try all to right. find a better spot. That's all right. We'll talk soon. You good night. Yeah, yeah, I was a little Daft Punk. My man. Hi, Kiva. What's up, buddy? Hit the unmute button for us. You better not be driving home from this game, too. You went to the Brooklyn game last night. Did you fly into Philly and go see this one? Hit the unmute button for us and tell us what you got.
4: Uh, am I on? It's good. Oh Kirk, great uh great uh, thanks for picking up on me. Sure, what's up? Uh, so I'm here trying to get out of Wells Fargo parking lot in Philly with uh with my, my son in law, my great uh, son in law Josh. And we just went we set at the first row, uh, watching this game. And uh just very disappointing, no strong reactions from the game other than you know, if I if I hop on the two subjects that I love to talk about. All the haters come out.
2: Well, well. Here's what I want to know. So, so you're you're basically our boots on the ground. You're you're the. Uh, so, so tell us tell us what what your first person op-
4: So, uh, Josh Josh has kept hopping on how big and big it is and bigger bigger than anybody on the floor. And he's like a head taller than Dwight Powell and probably I'm I'm saying forty pounds heavier, maybe fifty. So. So anybody with half a brain could figure out he's gonna dominate uh, Dwight Powell. You got six fouls, and then oh, Boban's sitting on the bench. Nothing can change. Uh, uh, you know, I, and it's not that I'm in love with Boban. I said the same thing with Moses Brown until they cut his ass. Uh, it's just they need a big. They need a big to stand there in the lane get the offensive boards maybe stop people from keep keep driving in and getting second opportunities uh and uh, one the other thing is and you know like uh, people are hating the fact that you know I, I I hate every coach yeah I no I just hated Carlisle and I hate kid now okay that's okay doesn't mean that I'm wrong doesn't mean that every coach is bad i I like some coaches we just happen to have two bad coaches okay uh, and uh, probably his assistant coaches are, are very good because I think that's who the, is really getting them to play the scrambling defense. But like you said, it's probably going to be the same story like it was in Brooklyn. His first year was great, and then we know what happened. You know, he was out. Uh, but, you know, what I, this where, this I also one. didn't understand... This
2: What's that? This game is... It, it, Hey, can you hit me real quick? Sorry, we're getting feedback. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, the te- technology is good. There we go. Still, still hearing there.
4: No, I'll let you yeah. finish your point. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's disappointing. Like Luca wasn't that aggressive. and wasn't looking to score. Was this, was this like his lowest scoring game of the season? Seventeen points. Uh, or, or whatever, whatever I'm fin- finished with. It's a little, but he, you know, he. So I can't criticize him. Uh, to me, he can't do no wrong. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, but it's... Uh, what did What did you think, Josh? I just wanted to add one thing
0: in. We were at the Brooklyn game on Wednesday and uh, completely and utterly shocked with how good Dinwiddie's been on this team. I thought he... I didn't think he was going to be... This level, I think they have a real like three-headed monster. They have three different guys that can handle the ball. Obviously, Luca to the highest extent, but
4: Dinwiddie and Brunson, man, those guys are good. They're solid as hell. You, you could you could play those three guys and Josh Green. Josh Green looks really oh, good. Oh yeah, I love Green. And and, and 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 you could have that big Boban in the in the middle for give them fifteen twenty minutes. See what happens. Come on, and the the other guys can scramble, but. I don't know. He can find time for Sterling Brown. I don't know what he expects from him, man. And and Kirk, what's his what's his name? The 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 little guard. No. 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 The other guy, Ray Burke. But he can't. But he can't find time. Two minutes for Boban. I mean, whatever. It's okay. I know it's. I'm a broken record. Thank you. Good. Good talk. Thanks for keeping me up. Good. It's good. It's good. It's a good therapy. Good therapy. You know,
2: I love Akiva. He just—he's—he's he's traveling up and down the Eastern Seaboard, going to every game. I, yeah, that's—that's that's a lot of work. Going to games is hard. That's why I don't do it. Um, all right. So I do think that that, in the sense of 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 a little bit of what he's talking about, I do kind of get some of the frustrations of things where you do see, um. Burke play minutes it's like why is this happening and it, it, but again I think they were trying you know when when Reggie Bullock's out that's you know I've talked about how they have seven rotation guys when Reggie Bullock is out that means they have six rotation guys so they just have to steal minutes so I'm, I'm not this this one I'm not too perturbed about I'm looking forward to to the next game and see what happens there so let's go with Logan
3: Oh hey Kirk, how's it's it going?
7: going? Um well first of all I wanted to say that the Lakers will always be number one as far as hate in my heart, but this Sixers team, they they're a challenger. They're a challenger to my least favorite team right now. Um let's see, besides that, I definitely wanted to I feel like a lot of Mavs fans feel the same way just from the fouls and the Doc Rivers of it all kind of reminds me of the clippers
2: 2 years ago or 3 now. Just really grindy.
7: Yeah, yeah, I mean I just feel like there's like a little bit of a fake tough guy thing and like the foul, the foul drawing. Um I've never been a big harden guy, but maybe maybe I'm alone in that. I don't know as far as that that specific Sixers team. Um what else was I want to talk about though? Well, I guess I'm just not too upset about this loss. I kind of felt like you would feel the same way like to go 2-1 and one on that <clears throat> Eastern road trip is fine. I mean, we didn't have Bullock. I think he would have helped a lot just to have an extra body on Harden.
2: Bullock absolutely would have helped. I mean, the, it, it was it's just, I don't know. You just kind of chalk this one up and move along. I mean, I, Josh, Bo, and I at the start of this road trip, which started with the Rockets game, Josh and I looked at this schedule and said we would be – we would understand if they went two and three over the five-game road trip. They're currently three and one, so not to, to head, not to, to basically set low expectations or anything, but you know they well, were kind of due. <laughs> I, I, you cut out for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I said like no, you're no, my my, Air, my AirPod was falling out. That's why. Um, the I just think they were kind of due for this because they've been playing yeah. so superb.
7: thing just because like you have been saying the back of the rotation is so thin that like it's not as much him even when he's cold he is a better defender or a better like whatever they have to worry about him more than than any sort of Frank minutes or extra Bertans minutes and I think even that alone makes a huge difference um, and like Luca was off and that hasn't happened in a while I thought they did a pretty good job of like kind of throwing the double teams out at weird times like it just didn't seem like he could ever get a rhythm and I think that 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 meant it's not like they have the best defense in the world but whatever they were doing it it seemed to kind of I feel like usually I get in Luca's rhythm and I've seen it so many times that I'm like oh here's the double team here's when he's gonna split it and like tonight it just never it always seemed like it was just as janky for him as like as uh it, I don't know it, it just sort of like seemed off kilter that way
2: a couple um, of things happened early which I think threw him off um, the Thibault playing kind of a rover role intercepted one of his absolute batshit corner passes that like he you know he's looking the other way and he's threading it into the opposite corner. Thibault picked that one off, and then Embiid I think might have broken up a lob to to Powell. And after that, it just looked like everything in terms of passing was. Not quite there. And then Dorian, God love him. We mentioned this already, but he stepped out about three times on catch and shoot opportunities. Like, you you can't do that, man.
7: Yeah, for some reason, we've had one. It hasn't always been him. We have having those. I don't know if it's like a, hey, stay really spaced out. Like, what is going on? But there's one a game between. It usually is him because he's always in that corner. But I noticed Bullock did it right before he went out for the personal reaper. Um but like, I don't want people to panic too much. I mean, Embiid and Jokic are the main people that are going to punish the hell out of us for the way we play now. And I I still, I feel like on Mavs Twitter, I'm one of the, I'm like pro small ball guy. But I mean, we definitely need someone for like the future to be serious, to have somebody just to throw out. But like, like you were saying, Drummond had like 18 rebounds and he was like a minus 14. Like that. That is what's going to happen to a lot of sinners. Joel Embiid is is definitely one of the exceptions, and he killed us. Um, I did want to ask you about one thing. I couldn't get on the other night, so I wanted to talk because Spencer Dinwiddie went up to Nico after
2: the game. Yep, we did talk about that. That was a cool moment. Yeah, well, I mean, you
7: did talk about it. I wanted to come on, though. At least all I was going to say was that um, I feel like There's like, and it sucks have to bring up this person's name, but we'll avoid all the craziness. But like the Donnie Rick change, there is like an underlying um, culture change. Like, honestly, I don't have a much better term, except that it's just cooler. Like there was a video going around of Nico, like hanging out with Kobe Bryant at the Olympics. He was like in his entourage. And kid is like the generation that all of these players were watching. (laughs) And I just really think it matters. I feel like people, they... They kind of don't talk about as much. I mean, like, Donnie and Rick are about as stuffy as a duo as there was in the NBA as far as like how they would be perceived by what is a generation of like AAU kids. And then you have like Cuban, that time he said, you know, about the AAU players aren't as like this and that. And it's just like I think we had a a very like whitewash kind of stuffy uh culture that that maybe like we didn't want to talk about too much because it's like this is the way it is and when cuban was talking about the relationships and stuff based on it's like man i wish it didn't take you this long to even figure that out but i think like i and then um you were talking about logan and raja bell's podcast and they were they were talking about michael finley being that way they were like oh michael finley's like the man like he is like a cool dude that people look up to. And I just in general, like I I want, you know, we we've been so like kind of defeatist about when it comes to like having people want to come play here. And Logan and Raja were saying like, once Luca gets us with these kind of teams to uh, a couple rounds through, or like, we don't have to win a finals for people to be like, Oh, I can go win with Luca. You know what I mean? So it's just a positive that I, that I kind of feel from the Nico kid pairing at least
2: oh i i i I think there's a lot to this i mean the the you know when Cuban came on my pod, it didn't press him enough about certain things I think, and one of those things is how players view him um and that will be something that maybe I do address him if he ever does media appearances again, but who knows um I, you know the the difference vibe around the team is important, and they did need a change um is what is is what I'll say.
7: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I assume that that's a whole other kind of rabbit hole of like, how do they view Cuban? And I can only hope that there's a certain level of like, I mean, I don't know. Well, there's just no way for us to know, you know what I mean? Like how much how much people can look at it and be like, oh, I see Nico and Finley and Dirk and like kid and, you know, how much they can kind of separate all these things. But I, I guess that's what we're going to find out here that's in right. a year or two. But
2: thanks for talking, Kirk. Sure thing, Logan. Talk soon. All right. So uh I want to say, was it Benny in the chat? I'm sorry. Um Benny in the chat basically asks, Hey, my friend keeps trying to argue that Cuban will have to sell the team once the story about Nelly's nephew gets more traction. Okay, here's the thing. Um if you read the the counter like the counter suit today, if if you read either suit, and I'm just I'm talking strictly from a professional, like my wife's an attorney. She read all this stuff out loud to me, and she just basically walked me through like Donnie must have found this lawyer on the side of the road. It's it's one war- like I edit Mavs Moneyball stuff all the time. And this document that they turn in in a legal setting is one of the more embarrassing things I've seen professionally. Like Donnie's Donnie's lawsuit was basically like a drunk Mavs Moneyball screed in the middle of the night. Like it's bad. It has all sorts of logical inconsistencies. It has spelling mistakes. It calls Dirk Nowitzki the two-time MVP. They posted a whole bunch of addresses and like they like Donnie Nelson's social security numbers in this thing. Like Hope he has LifeLock. Like it's one of the more embarrassing documents I've ever seen. And then the Mavericks answered with a countersuit today that prove that basically says, look, we've got our ducks in a row. Do you do you want to do this? And so I recommend reading both documents, even if you're not a lawyer or anything like that. It's all plain English. But this is gonna get very ugly. And I, there's basically a question of who has the stomach for it. And, and your question about will Mark Cuban have to sell the team? Here's the thing about this selling the team stuff, guys, that nobody on the Internet wants to talk about. You don't make these billionaires do anything they don't want to fucking do. They don't have to do shit. Every single billionaire who has sold this stuff, like the, the, the football owner, um, the, the, the shitty uh, Clippers owner, they agreed to sell their teams. There was no forcing them to do anything. So that's basically the the gist of this. It's 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 gonna get real ugly, I think, and I'm not really looking forward to having to talk about it again. Um, but what was very evident in the in the lawsuit today that the Mavs countersued with is, is this: like Donnie Nelson should have been fired in the mid 2000s. Like, I, I, shout out to Donnie Nelson for referencing like a 2007 Bleacher Report article for why he was a good GM in 2021. Man, it just, and plus, like, and just let me let me finish with this side rant. I don't like having to talk about this shit. I don't like, like, I am not a Cuban guy, all right? And it, it, it frustrates the shit out of me that we even have to have these kind of discussions. How about you just clean house? How about you just take a step, step back for a couple of years? I know he told me personally I, I really want to be the spokesperson for my team. But, damn it, this stuff would be easier to deal with if we didn't always have to see Mark. We saw him giving, giving Spencer Dinwiddie a hug the other night. I don't want to have to be thinking about any of this stuff. It makes me mad. We're here for basketball, right? Anyways. um, Okay. That's Kirk's rant and being a moron. Um, Mr. Williams, what's going on, man?
8: Hey, what's up, Kirk? You can hear me?
2: I can't. All right, good. How are you doing, great. man? Early games are amazing. Or is it? Where, what time is it where you are, 10 or 11? It's
5: 11.07. This is great.
2: This is perfect. You're going to be able to go to
5: bed.
8: Yes, love it, yeah, um, schedule a loss for me. I ain't really too caught up about it. um yeah, they just they just do a loss because they've been playing so friggin' well, so you know who we could do about it. um people talking about the double team until they realize that Joel and is like flicking seven one three hundred and seventy six pounds, like when he drops Luca, like how big how much how much you think the man could see is weird, so. I think they just need somebody like a Tyson Chandler role where they can call out when the doubles come in a bit quicker because they have to do that. But in terms of the game, I just think they miss Reggie Bullock a lot because George's knee just went off for
2: some reason in the third, and that was just crazy. Painful. Painful. Oh, goodness. I just – the shot stuff. You know, it, it's it. This is this must be what teams feel like when when they get beat by Dorian Finney-Smith. <laughs> it's like who the hell's that guy? But Nyang's an interest. Like like they just have so many tall dudes. Yes, and, and like, everybody was enormous on that team. I didn't get that. I,
8: I was not expecting peak Danny Green to come out too, so that was that was different.
2: I I will forever dislike Danny Green for making us listen to his damn podcast.
8: Yeah, oh, man, that dude, I don't like him. Oh, I can to pick the Lakers. Like, whatever, bro,
2: go do what you want to do. He's also kind of a gossip whore. Like, he, he's he gone on all sorts of podcasts, like, to basically talk about all the, the locker room drama. <laughs> I respect it.
8: Yeah, he likes the team. But, yeah, what else I had to add? Oh, yeah, Mob's um, Twitter, man. They sacrificed to win for Maxi's two three-pointers. That's ridiculous. We got to get better, man. <laughs>
2: right, what if we didn't have the Maxi two threes? It would have been
8: terrible. <laughs> maybe Luca want go off. But yeah, they um Dodo stepped out three times. I don't know if anybody noticed last game. He stepped out twice as well. But we won, so nobody said anything, but can't just beat him up. Like I said, schedule loss. I ain't too hung up about it. I know it's a bad um it's a bad kid loss in my opinion, because there's no way we should have Frank, Maxie.
2: It was so Josh good? Green, it was, uh, and then Marquise Chris back from, from Neeson.
8: I mean, come on, like, who was gonna, who was
2: gonna well, score a bucket? This, this gets into, the, like, the whole team building thing as a, as a role. Like, why are those guys on the team, let alone on the floor? <laughs>
8: yes, and trust me, um... I love Akiva. He just – he's so hype, but, but man, we need no Bobby minutes because Harden would a hunt him. We need no Sterling Brown minutes. I really thought – I had high hopes for him, but he's kind of like Moses Brown. Remember what, Like he put up big numbers in OKC, but, but that's because he was on a bad team. It was the same thing with Sterling Brown. Because he was on a very
2: bad Houston team, like people just thought, yeah, yeah, he can help. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, man. Uh, well, I hope you uh, get some rest tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Kirk. See you later. Yep. All right. I got to read this quote. Thank you to, uh, to Amar for posting it in the chat. Luka Doncic on being able to keep his emotions in check to avoid text recently. And, like, what does recently mean? I feel like he got one, like, three games ago. Quote, I sing a song in my head, either a Selena song or a Serbian song. I remind. I remember Dirk. He said he used to sing a song at the free throw line to relax. So it helps me. He has to mean Selena Gomez, but I'm so fucking old that I assumed he meant, you know, the the Texas Selena. Okay. I, I've been in my head as me, me and Mr. Williams were talking. I've been sitting. I was like, what Selena song is he thinking, singing in his head? This is really. This is really important. Uh, he cannot mean Texas Selena. Katie. This is an investigation. I demand to know this is, we, we have to get, this is incredible. Okay. Taylor's telling me he does mean that Selena and that she's big in Spain. This isn't, this is, this is the most important thing of that we've ever discussed in this entire, I know he speaks Spanish, but still like she, like she, she was like, I'm old. <laughs> like she, <laughs> when did, Selena, I'm not going to look up when Selena was, was murdered. That, This is a basketball podcast. Um, Luca for Mexican president. Thanks, Lee. 1996. Right. So I don't, Luca was born. (laughs) Luca wasn't, I don't think Luca was born yet. (laughs) Luca wasn't born in 96. This is amazing. This is what you guys are here for, right? All right. Coming up next, uh, Lyndon. (laughs) Lyndon, you there? Got to connect on the audio. All right, we'll give you a chance here in a second. Um, Kurt, what's going on, Kurt?
9: Hey, what's up? Can you hear me?
2: I can. Thanks for joining.
9: All right. Uh, it always sucks to lose to the Sixers. I live like 45 minutes out of Philly, so oh. it's, always a, it's always a big game when they play up here. Um, I just wanted to get your take on. I think last time I checked, I think Denver was winning. I think they were going to win in overtime. So they're probably going to pull a half game behind us. Um, with everything going on with the Warriors right now and Curry maybe not even being ready for the first round, how secretly do you want to sneak back to that six seed and play them in the first round? I mean, that's the
2: bear of all this because like, I don't want to be in that four or five spot. It's either the three spot for me or it's the six spot. If, if I'm being honest, but it's it, you, you just get so little chance. Like you get so little say in this.
9: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Also, I mean, like you said, with the six, seven, maybe eight guy rotation we have, you know, Maxi has injuries and, uh, Bullock's coming back from injury, Chris coming back. It, I don't want to grind Luca into dust, getting beat up, uh, you know, the way he plays. We have a back to back tomorrow in Charlotte, Minnesota twice coming up, Utah. They got to get some rest games in here at some point. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe that might be the best thing for them to, you know, Whether intentionally or not, fall back to the six. It looks like Warriors might sit in the three. And if you look at the every team in the West, I think the Warriors are the only team that don't have an actual big guy that won't demolish us on the offensive glass. So like we kind of match up with them. But I just wanted to get your take on all that.
2: I mean that's I I see both sides of it. I just don't think they're good enough to really angle, and uh, and this is going to be one of the issues with with Luca until they they make the team. You know, Luca just doesn't get any days off. He just doesn't get any days off. Now they they do play a real nice stretch in April if you go look ahead at the schedule, but. Like, for example, I don't see the Spurs lying down. The Mavericks have never sl- uh, swept the Spurs, and they played them to sweep the Spurs for the season on the last night of the year, and I just don't see the Spurs laying down and dying. Like, uh, they just—they they don't get days off.
9: Yeah, I guess we'll have to just deal with it. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got, basically. I, you knew we were due for a loss at some point, so. That's right. Well, okay, Kurt, thanks so much for joining. I uh, appreciate you. I hope you come back. All right, buddy.
2: All right, someone needs to send me like a link with this Selena quote. I cannot find it. I need to find it, otherwise I'm gonna have to edit that part out. Um, R.J., welcome to the show. Hit the mute button. Uh, hit the unmute.
1: Oh, there we go. Uh, I'm doing good. First time or second time listener actually, so I really enjoy hearing this. Being in therapy. <laughs>
2: It's, you know, it's better than, like, sitting there stewing in front of your computer, or just flipping and watching something else, or telling, like, your spouse or your or partner. Or going on
1: Mavs Twitter and just reading all the comments underneath every thread.
2: Right. It's not healthy.
1: I used to do that. and it's... Yeah, I mean, I do that all the time. Even going on Bleacher Report is even worse. You see how crazy they get on there, too. That's right. <laughs> but um, overall, I mean, this game was probably, I mean, it just comes down to threes and free throws and... In reality, I mean, we, we do ask a lot of Dwight Powell. We really ask a lot of Dwight Powell when we really don't have a true center or a true big at five position. Because anytime Embiid got the ball, he just either drove into Powell and we tried to double-team him, and that never worked. He either got the free throw or got the layup or both, and we couldn't stop that. And then once Embiid came out, that's when Harden did the pick-and-roll with DeAndre Jordan, and we couldn't stop that because we had no one covering the backside because Dwight Powell was trying to cover the front side. So, right. I mean – I mean, there's only so much we can do to that point because everything was getting exposed at once. And with Luca having an off night, it kind of put things into a blender. And with Dinwiddie only having almost six points going into the third quarter, that kind of projected what was going to happen for the rest of the night.
2: Yeah, the Spencer off game had been coming because he's just been out of his mind. And he seems to have picked up the slack from Luca in terms of bitching. He was just talking to the refs.
1: No, like I enjoyed when he like – threw DeAndre Jordan out of the way like I was happy I'm like we need that like energy for our team because we rarely see it we only see it from Luca but Dinwiddie getting the ball back from DeAndre Jordan not wanting to give it up trying to show more dominance that kind of gives that grit that we need in our team
2: yeah I agree well thanks so much for joining you got anything else
1: um other than that I mean I saw I mean I hope that we win, that we would have won. I mean, it, we, I saw this loss coming, but tomorrow we can bounce back against Charlotte. They are literally 35, and, like 35. They're 500 at home, 500 away. I mean, we have a chance to win. We just need to go in there and prove, like, just do it.
2: <laughs> I agree. I agree, and I would love to see it. And, and the most important point for me is the game starts at 6 p.m. locally again, and 6 p.m. local start times means I get to do other stuff. So yeah. <laughs> thanks so much. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Is there anybody else out there hanging out? Davis, what's happening, my guy? Hey, Kirk, how are you? I'm okay. We're not picking up your audio super great, but that's all right. Give it a go.
10: Yeah, I'm sorry. I think this app for my phone just doesn't work very well. Um, but, um, I want to get your thoughts on, this is two straight third quarters in which we doubled the entire quarter and we went down by 10 points. Um, it, it happened against the Nets. Um, I feel like half of kick in just came off uh, assists in the third quarter, um, came off doubles. We doubled them the entire quarter. We you know, ended up being down 12 going in the fourth. Um, essentially, the same thing happened today where we just gave up open three after open three and just hoped that guys were, were going to miss, um, which is understandable with some of their some ers players, but with leaving Jang uh, uh, out, um, open like that and Danny Green is, doesn't really make sense to me. Um, so, it's kind of worrisome. I, I don't, I don't think doubling Harden is a good idea. He's too good of a passer. Um, it's the same. You know, same doubling Luca doesn't work. Uh, they're gonna find the open man. Great games. Um, the rotations are, were horrible tonight. Um, they, they weren't getting out on the man, and, and uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to get your thoughts on, on that aspect of it. Are they over doubling?
3: Or are they slow to change their defensive
2: schemes? Well, I think that's one of the problems when you don't have Reggie Bullock. Is your 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 defensive options sort of start to dwindle? And you know, I, I love having that. Bullock on the primary scorer and having. Um, I gotta, I gotta mute you. I'm sorry. Thank you, buddy. Um, I love having Bullock on the the um, primary score and letting um, Dorian be more of of the help guy. But Dorian's always done pretty well on Harden. He's like one of the guys that I actually think uh, uh, Dorian can guard straight up. But it's just it, it, this is what I mean, where it's like I wonder if this sort of this defensive strategy is going to work over a seven game series against a good team. I mean, it might not. But then again, they basically have turned around the entire team using the same players that were a bottom 20 defense the past two years. So it's like, am I a little frustrated by the fact that it's not working? Yeah. Am I pleased that it's worked this long? So, well, thanks, Davis. Let's, uh, Let's talk soon. I'm going to get on out of here because I don't really feel very good um i'll be back josh and i'll be back tomorrow night um what is this here dwight powell has a has a quote um oh sure um wonderful uh dwight powell gave a quote i'm not going to read because i don't want to talk about that right now all right
4: i will uh, talk with you guys soon and you guys have a good night